Good evening, everyone. Good evening. All right. So, we're going to start with a prayer, but first, they told me it'd be good to have a little bit of audience interaction for a sermon. You don't usually get that in a sermon. And perhaps a object lesson, a visual aid of some sort, not going to do the overhead. Someone lost their drink. You know what? All right, that reminds me. Stay hydrated. I live out in the desert. It's good to take a drink every once in a while. So, my point. Boy, I go off on tangents and I apologize. The most important part that I will not tangentialize, is that a word? That's in college. Any college students here? So, wow. All right. First, let's make sure. Who's a teen? All right. The hands are tough. I, because you see hands and I can't see past the hands. Need another way to signal. That was good. Clap. Stand up would be tough because I can't see. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. We don't, we don't clap. We don't. Stop. We're going to make an audible noise with our hands three times. One, two, three. So on the count of three, I want everybody to use your hands to audibleize your response of yes three times. So one, two, three. Good. Perfect. That's what we want. That'll be our interaction in a moment because I have a few questions. But the main question we're going to answer, so I'll let you know before we have the opening prayer, the question is going to be an easy one. question is why? Why? Let's pray. Almighty God, glory to your name on high forever. Why? We ask through the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom and in whose name we pray. Amen. Now, so if there's going to be a lot of talking, you're not going to get the, the visual aid. I'll call it an illusion. Because part of this evening's sermon is about illusions. Turn with me to Paul's, Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans, first chapter. It's real easy. If you go to the New Testament, you'll find Romans is a pretty big book, but it's a very important book. Romans chapter 1, verse 15, is exactly how I'm feeling right now. I am excited to preach the gospel, I'm excited to tell you the good news. It's not going to perhaps start all that well, but in the end, the good news is what's most important. And I guess, again, we're all teens, right? And so there's no one else in here, maybe a few in the back, but we'll take care of you later. All right. And we're all from all parts of the country. I'm Canadian and American. I guess that's dual. I have no idea. You know what? I can't see. I'm just going to walk around. I'm going to enjoy this. Because it's the gospel message. You all get a front row seat. I'll just walk up, look you in the eyes. Some, not so much your eyes if you're nodding off, but I'll point you out. That's all right. It might be conviction, might not be. Romans chapter 1, verse 15. So as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also and in, what is this, Harrisonburg? Well, here in this place, because we're all teens. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's Christ, it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. The Jew first, then the Greek, then the apostolic Christian who was brought here either by your own volition or family or friends to everyone here. 
For therein is the righteousness of God. Righteousness. That's part of the why. We'll get there. Because God's righteous, right? Is God righteous? One, two, three. Okay, there's a few of you who believe that God is righteous and a few who don't know how to follow instructions. Or some who maybe, because you clapped four times, remember it's three. Or some who don't know yet if God is righteous. I assure you he is. Is God good? Okay. I agree. God is good and righteous. We'll get to the righteousness in a minute. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God had showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him, the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made by God, even his eternal power and Godhead, that's That's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We see the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit so that they are, for those reading along, for that they are without excuse. Because they which, they, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And in their fool, and their foolish heart was dark, was was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools, changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made, into an image like unto men, four-footed, is that right? Four-footed beasts in creeping things. Anybody ever, in your normal language, ever say creeping things and four-footed beasts? Yeah, okay. Made it into an image. So this perhaps phrase is Shakespearean in the King James, which I'm using. But man turned God, turned God into an image. Man turns God into an image? All right. So let me ask a few questions. The gentleman's name was Mickey. You know, I shouldn't name drop. The guy, the old guy, sorry if he's here, I called you old. But someone who's my age, can you believe it? You're all teens. I, I can't. You're all teens. You, don't, you weren't around during 9-11. Because that was in 2001. It's 2019. The 19-year-olds were in diapers for a month or two. Wow. I lived through that. I used to have the, the adults that said, oh, the, the Vietnam War. And I would say, Vietnam? It's Vietnam, my problem. That's for you old people to have worried about. <laughs> hey, but now it's 9-11, and that was real to me. And what happens now in your time is real to you now, will soon be forgotten. I will be dead soon. Eh, it's hilarious. <laughs> Appreciate that. I guess we'll all be dead soon. It's just a matter of your definition of soon. All right. Off of that tangent. Who here has, I mean, your teens, right? Who here has an email address? Okay. Three. That's all right. Three. We start at the same time. If we're watching, I'll wake you up. Who here has, we did it before, a cell phone? Okay. Nice. You're going to shame each other if God doesn't shame you in the end, but that's, that's for judgment. That's for later. We'll get to that. 
Just promise me before we get the illusion you listen to us with an open mind and open heart. Because you said you're all Eastern campers, right? So, so the, right, that's rhetorical. I knew the answer. In fact, as a believer, I know the answer to a lot of these questions. But some of you might not be believers. So I'm speaking to you. The question is, Okay, so there's maybe some bad people here. How about the good people? I want the good people to signal one, two, three. But, okay, those who are good in in your heart. Okay, so you're good, right? And God's good. God's righteous, and he's a judge. Okay, so how many of you, let's let's see if we're good or not. Um, Has anybody ever told a lie. That was not as loud as before, so perhaps there's some who haven't told a lie. Fascinating. Are there, are there any who, oh, I don't know, have never stolen something? Good for you. That is, okay. Well, we've already established that you're liars, so I don't know if I could really believe that last one. All right. Now, anybody, anybody ever not use the Lord's name in vain? This, okay. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's good. Well, we know it is good. But God is good, right? God is good. He's righteous. And he's a judge. So, when you, oh, I don't know, when you lie, when you lie, what do you call? What do they call that? A liar. Okay. If you steal, you're a robber, stealer. Okay. Now, anybody ever have an impure thought? Okay. So, God's word says if you've lusted after someone, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Those are like in red letters. That's that's Christ speaking. So, God, who you've known because you're teens, and I mean, I remember you in diapers. I see you out on the campground, and then you would grow up and play red light, green light. Everybody ever play red light, green light? All right. So, you guys weren't very good at it, though. I'm, these folks were, were a bit better. That's... Some of you I remember because you look like your parents, and those are my peers. So, we've established... Well, we've established some of us are liars, thieves. Now, the difficult part of this is that if we compare ourselves, how many, who's the worst person to ever live? Probably Hitler, right? You would want, that's rhetorical when I say right, it's rhetorical, but you're right. Possibly, shouldn't he have faced a judge, a righteous judge, a God who is loving, righteous, and just? Well, and here ends the interactive portion Because, I know, I'm sad too. Kind of enjoy it. The point of this is that even someone like Hitler, 
with all of the bad deeds that we might notice, he was without excuse. Romans 1 says, if you've seen the creation of God, if you look out into what man calls nature, God shows us himself. And the question why? Why do bad people, why do people who've never heard the gospel go to hell? God reveals himself through his creation. They see creation, and in their hearts, they know there's a creator. They see, they see design, and they know there's a designer. When the gentleman the other night asked all of you what the age of accountability is, the age of accountability, if you've all seen the glory of God in creation, how many years old? Today years old. Without excuse. When you face a judge, you want him to be righteous. You want him to be just. So if we face him as a liar, if we've ever talked poorly to our parents or disobeyed, if we've ever committed a sin, everything we know to do, but even don't do something, is a sin. Well, a righteous judge, you would want, I imagine it's rhetorical, somebody who's a murderer of millions of people to face a trial. I would think so and be found guilty. If you have sinned, and Habakkuk says sin cannot exist in God's presence, he wouldn't even see it. You wouldn't have, you are without excuse, you would have, gosh, we've only gone over four of the commandments, maybe five. Let's talk about envy. But murder, Hitler was a murderer. Well, before a righteous judge, you'd want him to be righteous. You'd want him to sentence Hitler to death. I would hope. But God loves. Doesn't God love? God loves, but he is just. And he condemns sinners. Boy. But he loves. But, but wait, there's more. So my generation knows the infomercials and they'd always tease you with something at the end. But this isn't a tease. We have, for our sins, God that we see in nature have his son who died for our sins, who was sinless, born of a man. By the way, if you were born of a man, you don't have a clap because I'm pretty sure I know none of you were born of a virgin. If you were born of man, you have sin, regardless of how you live. But God is just and righteous. God had revealed himself in the Old Testament and shown anything that they would do to fulfill the law, to be pure, to eat this, not eat that to do this, not do that, on these days or in these ways. God is righteous and just. The loving part, the loving part for me, is that he gave his son who knew no sin and on the cross took all of my sins. Now, I knew that at a young age. I was probably, of the youngest people in here, I knew that at a very young age. 
And then after Eastern camp, I thought, I'm going to be good. I'm going to do good things. Jesus loves me, this I know. I'm going to be good. And I tried. And my works, and everything I tried working at, everything I tried doing, well, kept sinning. I'm failing a God that I know loves me because he gave me Jesus Christ. Year in, year out, I'd come back to camp. I would hear that Jesus died for my sins. It's like red light, green light. It was red, it was green light, and I would run. And I would see God look at me. Back to the beginning. Green light. I'm going to go all the way down. This one. It wasn't fun at the time. Because I would see him. Okay. He never... I thought it wasn't fair. I thought God was, thought God was fair and just. Come all the way back. Because he'd say, red light. He'd say, stop. And I would just go back. The difficult part that I eventually faced and realized is that nothing I did could please God. A judge who would look at my works would find me guilty with the first sin. But the love he showed was that Jesus Christ offered me grace. When I come to him, not every time he'd catch me and say red light and turn around and, and I would get caught. I had such, and I have, such a love for Christ that I come to him in repentance and faith. Paul in Romans 1 said the just shall live by faith. Now it's in Hab- Habakkuk 2 as well. It's on Habakkuk 2, but it's in Habakkuk as well. The just will live by faith. Not that I'm just, but when I have a spotted robe, when I would have had a spotted robe with all of that sin because we are sinful creatures, if I did not have a new garment without spot to put on, a righteous and just God would have said nothing because I'd stand there in shame. He'd see through me. He'd see through the shell. He'd see through the, the, he'd see through the facade. For those who were in, and I'm not asking because most of you should have been in last evening's message, it's a facade, a mask. Well, in, uh, in Scripture we have in 2 Kings 10, we have a king. His name is Jehu. Anybody ever hear of Jehu? Yeah, okay. Because when you say, have you heard of Jehu? They say, Jehu? Yeah, all right, I know. I know. You can groan. All right, if that was a terrible pun, let's hear it. Okay, that's fine. Now, what happened with, what happened with Jehu? He was actually considered one of the greater kings of Israel. He said, it's, it's the first viral, it wasn't a video, but it was one of the first things in the Bible that went viral. Jehu said, you know what? I love God so much, step back and watch what I can do to show the glory of God, which is the answer to why. One of the answers to why. 
He said, the glory of God, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take all the people, send out a letter and say, hey, there's a party going on right here. A celebration that will be remembered for years. I don't know. But he sent letters out and had not just the worshipers of Baal come in, all the evil people of town come in, he gave them outfits. Ladies, you would have all had matching outfits or coordinating outfits or clashing, I don't know, women's fashion, but whatever was the best for the worshipers of Baal at the time, for the sinners of the time, for those that didn't know a righteous and a true God. He said, come on in. I want all of you in this place. Maybe it was about this size. We're going to have things to wear, food to eat. It's going to be great. Lured them all in like a viral scenario. People had an image. Remember the imagery. People had an image of how great it would be. They all came, and Jehu stood outside, and got 80 men, and said, everyone in there, guys, everyone who came together for fun, for anything but the glory of God, go in, kill them all. Or I'll kill you. Door barred. Then they unlocked them, came in, slaughtered everyone. Brought out all the stuff, the graven images. Okay, they call it graven, but it's stuff that's crafted. All the, I don't know, iPhones. All of the books, all of the distractions from the one true God. Burned them outside, turned that temple into a draft house. Anyone know what that is? That's King James Version. Today we call it a toilet. They didn't have indoor plumbing. They would just defecate and desecrate this place. From that point on, God is just. And there are times when the doors are barred, when you are kind of like 9-11, without hope, and there's people just to come take your life. Whether you die now, which is soon, or you die later, I would hate for you to be who I was. And felt the guilt of sin, the shame of falling short of a glorious, righteous, and just God. I pleaded for mercy. I pleaded for Jesus Christ, who had died for my sins, had taken my place on the cross, offered me that salvation to live for him So that when I have those red light, green lights, and I realize, even as a believer and a liver for, a someone who lives, a liver for Christ, that, sorry, I get on these, I apologize, a a, a living testimony to Jesus Christ, who, for a just and righteous God, that for those of you who are a sinner who commits sin. At the very root of you, a sinner committing sin without that robe, that spotless garment that is washed white as snow through the blood of Jesus Christ, a righteous judge will find you guilty. Otherwise, he wouldn't be righteous. If I just said sorry, if I said I... I messed up again. There's words I, I'll just say I, I didn't mess up. 
I literally disobeyed. Sorry. If a judge was told by a murderer, um, Your Honor, oops, um, hey, sorry, won't do it again. And again, won't do it again. Would a just judge let me off? No, there's a payment to be made. Christ paid that with his blood. Now, that's the gospel message to me. That I accept the salvation of Jesus Christ for my sins. I live by, Paul wrote it to Rome. He says it through the Holy Spirit to those here in Harrisonburg, I guess. Sin's in that name. That's, that's odd. Again, tangent. Sorry, apologize. Who worship and serve. He died even for sinners who serve the, cre- the creature rather than the creator. Who sees creation, yet wants to make it all about science. Wants to make it all about random chance. Okay. That's the gospel message. Now, I offered you the chance to see in an illusion. All right. So, here is... Sin. All right, it's bright. Everyone can see it. Hopefully they're in the back. All right. Now, watch. And I'll tell you how it's done. Don't worry. So, you really want to push that sin further down. You know what? I, I'm just going to... Sorry. Really? Is it still there? It is. Okay, I'm going to push that sin all the way, all the way, all the way... So, that's not the, no, no. The why of the gospel, hold on. You're going to know the true answer of why. First, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. The why is not for my glory, it's for his glory. The why, why do people who never get told the gospel go to hell? For his glory. Why? Is the world the way it is? Filled with sin, he gives his son. Why? Why did Christ submit and even go on the cross? To the Father's glory. The Holy Spirit is here to speak to those who hear his voice. Walking amongst us now. I would hope convicting souls of their sin to God's glory. To look to Jesus Christ. Now, okay. Here it comes. Everybody want Okay. So I didn't have a handkerchief, but I still have it buried inside here. Here's the illusion. Oh, look, it's back. That's fascinating. Okay. I do this for my kids. They're 11, they're 10, and my youngest is 8. They think it's great. I do it, I do it because of the wonder of kids being kids. I do it because... Kids ask why and what and how, and they say, oh, daddy, wow, how do you do that? How do you, how do you, okay. It's a shell. It's a fake thumb. It's an illusion. Oh, yeah, you get the groans. I don't blame you. It's a shell, and how do I do it? Well, you, the illusion is you just stick the, this, again, sin, down deeper and further and push it down so no one can see it. Oh, yeah. And then there it is. Well, the thumb is huge. So what do I do to hide it? I, 
And this is what magicians do. I'm sorry, this is what illusionists do. This is what they did with Moses when Moses said, here, I'm showing the glory of God. And, and the sorcerer said, we could do that trick too. We could do that illusion too. And God's wasn't a trick. It was his glory and his trick consumed the evil one's image to show his glory. So what do I do with the, with the sin in my life? I just keep moving around. Look, nothing to see here. There's no sin here. Oh, a little bit's creeping out. Little bit's creeping out. Because I keep sticking more sin and more sin and bearing it further and saying, God will never notice. The people will never notice. My friends will never notice. The righteous judge will never notice if I just keep moving the sin around and saying, don't look here. This can only fit so much. It can't even fit a sin just being born of Adam's line. Adam, who's an ambassador, and Eve, who sinned and were born into their line, tries, okay, I'm going to just, I'm just going to take the change on the counter. I know it's not mine, but I need 75 cents for a Snickers that I'm a thief. I can't get it into the shell. The shell we create thinking, I can hide my sin. I can bury it. With each time you're told the gospel message, the good news, that Jesus Christ means you don't need a shell to hide our unrighteousness. You don't need a fake facade last night. You don't need this. You don't love the sin. And when you find it trying to creep in that shell, well, we're made a new creature. We're, look, it's, it's two bucks on Amazon. It's, it's the, it's for children. It's a shell. We are made into a new creation through the love of Jesus Christ on that cross. So back to the age of accountability. Back to when all of you stood up. Who here is 13, 14, 15, 16? And an almost rhetorical question, because all of you gave different answers that night. You need to be this age or that age. You are without excuse, having not only seen creation, God is merciful that He's given the gospel message, the good news over and over, and for those of you who are older, over and over and over again, the age of your accountability, of the knowledge of your sin, you are, it's today days old. Now, if you think that you can out good for all those claps that, that burned in my, not claps, I'm sorry, all of the audible uh, communications that we made, of all those who had audibly shared that they are good people, there is none good or righteous. No, not one. I don't imagine God's ears and God has in His image, which we can never even approach physically, it would quite literally 
if, if, yeah, melt our faces off. I couldn't imagine. It's, it's Christ coming back first. But when you're without this shell and you face him in glory, you're going to say sorry? Not going to say anything. As you watch the testimony of your life, sin after sin, knowing that there was Christ who said, I will take that on the cross. All at once, all of the sin, the agony and pain for me, for you. And to think that you're going to outgood God's judgment. If you think you can outgood God's judgment, you don't know how righteous He is. And for those, red light, green light, stop. Oh, back to square one. If you think you can somehow out-sin Christ's grace, you don't know how good of a Savior Jesus is. The just through Christ live by faith. So why? So why? God is just. God is righteous. Why do I believe in Jesus Christ? It's not even believing. It's having faith. It's knowing that His grace covers those sins with a repentant heart, with an acknowledgement of His death on the cross. And the message go. So this would be stop. This would be the stop. So I'm a contrarian by, by nature, the sinful nature uh, from Adam. I always think in the opposites. I think, okay, how can I deconstruct this and, and twist it? How can I do a sort of Socratic question this, question that? The theme for this week is go. Well, the central theme that Christ gave as a commission. The Holy Spirit at times says, stop. Stop to repent, to have faith in Jesus Christ. We are to pray without ceasing. Let's pray. Almighty, holy, glorious Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name. Let your kingdom come. Now, I can't will it. You can I ask your will to be done. My desire is for you to come back now. It's, it's frankly, it could be in a terrible, Jehu had a, a terrible way in which he brought the end of sin, well, the end of the Baal worshipers at the time. That would be cruel. That's, that's not who you are, though. Father, grant Jesus Christ Jesus Christ, who died for my sins, Father, grant that the Holy Spirit, who is here among us, can convict through whatever I say, as, as, as failing as it was, as incomplete as it was, God, have mercy. Have the gospel, the good news, that Christ will be there in judgment as we go through my sinful life, God, as everyone here in this building within these walls that are in, that are, I'm saying Juniata, Father, that's where I first found you. Here in Harrisonburg, EMU, Father, make the glory and the redemptive power of Jesus' blood known to everyone here, regardless of their age. 
deliver us from evil. God, may all power and glory and honor be yours. In the name that we pray together, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. I am going to check the time. Oh, all right. Looks like the time is short. If you hear God's voice in the form of the Holy Spirit saying, I need to ask more, ask someone. Okay, now go.